Thanks for listening to CarCast on Podcast One. Yeah, get it on. Got to get it on. Get it on. Thanks for tuning in and thanks for telling a friend about CarCast. I'm Adam Carolla. It's Matt, the moderator. DeAndre over there. Good to see you, Matt. How are you? I'm well. Busy. Good. Good. Busy. Tons of stuff going on in the car world. I just feel like uh, this whole vintage world has really picked up. And maybe it's just us. But I also feel like, in general, the car hobby has picked up. Many more events springing up. Many more invitations popping up. Many more chances to go places and do things and bring cars and meet people and i just feel like in general now you have to be careful because it can be uh pardon the pun a two-way street so well maybe you're just noticing because they're just reaching out to you but just more articles and more shows and more vintage things and more events does that feel right to you yeah some of them you're right have been there and we're just getting an opportunity to do some of them like the midi i've never been to you've never been to or you you know you did a, a, a grand marshal thing or something there before so going to that was kind of cool and then you know, um, the, the idea that Goodwood is back on our radar, be able to go to something like that. And I had mentioned to you that, that Goldberg and I are doing the Woodward Dream Cruise for like the week before um, in Michigan. I've never gone to that event, but that event's been there for a while. Yeah. Um, and, you know, just recently we had um, we had your Paul Newman car. Uh, we got invited by IndyCar and the Serious Fun Foundation that used to be... Hole in the Wall Hole Gang. Hole in the Wall Gang. Um, right. uh, Paul Newman's Foundation. They just rebranded it. Um, invited uh, by them. They announced a big partnership, IndyCar and Sirius Fund announced, announced a partnership in Indy at the race this weekend. Um, and as part of that, uh, uh, we sent them the Paul Newman, the 1987 Paul Newman 300ZX, the 2 plus 2 car, as part of their display for mm-hmm. their announcement, which it looked great. They sent us photos. I thought it was kind of a really fantastic and an honor for them to think of us and say hey what do you think can you send the car out and yeah i agree and it's it's nice that you people take pictures and then tweet us pictures of the car because i don't think i'd ever have any pictures of it so (laughs) uh, at the event so thank you yeah and and what i'm saying is there's been a few more of these things that we've been able to participate in by sending a car or something even though we don't have time to go Um, but we do try to you know, support all of these things to the best as we can. And anyway, that seemed like a great event. And hopefully we can get out there to Indy in a couple of weeks and see the Indy 500. Yeah. So I'm going out there. Matt's working on it. Uh, we're going to be screening uh, Uppity, the uh, Willie T doc. And we have a good story. I, I, you know, we, I was with you. When we screened it a couple of weeks ago and I'll just say it's, there's so much to it that I didn't know because he's not super well known. Right. But I think that's what makes a good doc, is telling a good story about somebody you haven't really heard of before. Agreed. And we don't really have, as as far as I know, we've not landed on a um, location yet uh, for screening this at Indy. The first thought was they have these big semi-truck 
movie theater screens, you know, thing probably goes full Robosaurus and the thing comes up out of the oh, thing yeah. and they set the thing up. And that sounds fantastic. And we're going to do it on the infield of the 500. Oh, nice. Sounds good. Yeah. Cannot clear it. Secret Service can't clear it that close to the race. Oh. <laughs> Well, this kind of sad. Because of the truck? I've seen an inflatable version, too, by the way. It's like... It's just the notion is... It's like a 30-foot screen that's just filled with air. The notion is that thing is on lockdown 48 hours before the race or whatever it is. And somehow they can't have a big unit coming in and setting up and doing this and that that without a bunch of security, whatever. So okay. it's sad that we live in a society where we do this to ourselves, you know. Yeah. But that's where we're at. So we're trying to find another location. We're either for the truck or back to the museum yeah. or whatever it is. It's an interesting thing because I was wondering why does it have to be the truck and it has to be there? Like you can go out here in L.A. We've got movies and cemeteries and parks and and they do like a giant inflatable 30, 40-foot screen and it goes up and down in minutes. And yeah. Like yeah, they're, maybe they're that's gonna, easier. They're going to work something. <laughs> I'm sure out. there's an event company that's behind it, but I'm just they're going to work. Why. They're going to work something out. So do we we'll know who would be invited to that event? Is that something where we're going to say, "Hey, everybody should come out and check this out," or is it going to be for? It'll be open to the public. Um, I'll say something. Uh, Willie T will say something. Uh, Nate will say something, which you won't be able to hear it because he keeps his mic at his belt buckle. <laughs> And then at some point, I'll push his elbow. Yeah, up, and all you hear him go, "Thank you very much." And, and then we'll get the mic away. back up to his mouth, and then it starts to slowly go down. Uh, it takes between twelve and twenty-three seconds for it to go right back to his belt buckle. Yeah. Thank you all for coming. Uh, and that's this is one of my most fascinating <laughs> aspects of the human condition, which is when I push on Nate's arm and get the mic back up to his mouth. Yeah. It's not like I go, and then the next year we went back to Indy, and he did, he did the same thing. Yeah. It'll be way less than 30 seconds later <laughs> where that thing goes back to his belt. Now, somebody sent me a, a snarky tweet yeah. earlier in the week, and they said, hey, you, you tell people about boxing. You know, I, told, I, I was running. I was telling my son how to run pass routes, and, and I was like, listen to me. I'm going to tell you how to do it yeah. and just do it. Uh, and and get it on the first try, like just absorb it. And this uh, snarky douchey guy went, "Well, how about you and Caitlyn Jenner, where you keep going like he or she or whatever?" And I was like, "Couple things. First off, it was forty years of Bruce Jenner. He yeah. he was on the Wheaties box. I watched him in the Olympics. I had forty years of he. It was not like it's not like I just met somebody and they said, oh, here's how you pronounce my name,' and yeah. I wouldn't do it." I had a long, rich history of it. Number one, Bruce num- Jenner was on the car show. Number that two, you did. Is I inter- Bruce Jenner was on the car show. I did, but Bruce Jenner archivally was on my was on the Willie T doc. Right. It was Bruce Jenner. Yes. So it's one thing if I tell a guy, "Hey, when you throw your right cross, keep your left hand up." It's another thing if I'd been telling him for 40 years, keep it by your hip, now I've changed my mind, 
And now it's even another thing when we're toggling back and forth between keeping your left hand up and keeping it down. Right. That'd be like, we're going to watch old boxing videos, but don't pay attention to their, to their form because we're doing it different now. Yeah, I don't mess up <laughs> most people's gender. I mess up people's gender who changed their gender when I was 51. Has there been any other instance where you messed up someone's gender? <laughs> no. So I don't think I have a rich history in messing up people's gender. Right. I'm also working on a movie, like I said, where we have to go back. And back look at and hours forth. of footage of him as a man. So <laughs> I know this guy's a snarky, progressive, millennial douche, but I would argue that's not a great example of like do as I say, right? Because gotcha. I do do I, I I do pride myself on when people say to me, "Hey, when you come to my house, don't knock on the front door because I'll be in the back at the pool." Sometimes I won't hear walk around to the sure. side gate. I don't then show up the next week and bang on the front door and go, dude, where were you? I go, oh, yeah. He said, come around. Yeah. I do that. All I right. am pretty good So at we got to get Nate a headset? <laughs> Nate needs a headset. <laughs> Nate needs a headset. I would be wearing it on his crotch before the night is over. <laughs> Brush Hero. Oh, as seen on Shark Tank. Water-powered cleaning machine. Impressive amount of torque. No batteries or electricity required. Starter set comes with uh, two brush heads. Uh, a it's soft, cool. I've got one. Once I got one too. One soft for uh, more sensitive surfaces like uh, paint and chrome. Others tougher for the serious muck. Extensive line of accessories to clean virtually anything: boats, barbecues, yard tools, patio furniture, RVs. Did you try it on Philly? Ooh, <laughs> give me the bottle brush for Phil. Uh, it's a great gift for Father's Day coming up. Gift sets for every budget. These things are just great. It, look, if it's on Shark Tank, you know it's good. And it's great. Uh, works on turbine action. Hooks up to the hose. Special offer. Uh, go to BrushHero.com. Use the promo code CARCAST. Get 10% off any order over 50 bucks plus free shipping. Also on Amazon and select Costco stores. Go to Amazon. Bookmark us. Click through our site. It just helps. All right, so you, uh, so we'll keep you posted on Indy. the uppity yeah. indie premiere. You guys can come out and say hi. Uh, you went to a McLaren event. I, I, I did. Uh, Beverly Hills McLaren. I think they were opening a new facility. It looked fantastic. Uh, we had a nice chat with everybody at McLaren. Um, they're all so nice. Their cars are fantastic, but, uh, I went there to schmooze a little bit to see if one, we can get somebody from McLaren to come in and chat with us on the show. And two, their new supercar. That's kind of the race version, the new McLaren Senna. Mm -hmm. When can we get that to drive? And the answer was yes to both. Ooh. And, um, and by drive, I mean me. (laughs) <laughs> are they racing that car in the series? I, I don't know if they are yet, but here's what's what's cool is what they're saying is their future plan. They're laying out their lineup of cars. And they've got their 670 and their and their five set and the 720s, which which we've had here. Um, you've been in a few of them. Then they have this Senna, but this isn't still the top of the lineup. There's going to be they want to do another three seater version above the Senna. Uh, similar to the F1, you know, like Leno, like has. Leno's car, right. and then the P1 is still at the top of that chain, where that one is, you know, one point something million, one point five million. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's going to be a successor to that, but expect to see more models of McLaren. So I thought it would be great to hopefully get one of the McLaren people in here at some point. Yeah, um, but what a, you know, 
it's a it's a great event. They have the convertibles, they have the the coupes, and you know they have the uh, the P one is there, and the seven twenty is there, and the six seventy is there. And you, when you really see the lineup up close, you're like, these are pretty cool cars, and they're all fantastic to drive. So I'm going to ask wrong some uh, possibly insulting questions. Okay, are they all wheel drive, or are some of them all wheel drive? Uh, they're not all wheel drive. And that's a good question. I'm not, I don't know. I think the P1 may be the only one that's all wheel drive. I'd have to double check. I don't know if there are other ones are, but I'm pretty sure the P1 is like right, electric let's figure motors. Out, let's figure out yeah. how many or if any are all wheel drive. Yeah, all, they're, they're all rear wheel drive. All that's what rear I wheel. Yeah. There is no all wheel drive McLaren. What's the P1 though? Does it have electric motors on the front wheels? That would be the only one I can think of. That That's a hybrid? Yeah. Although the electric motor could be, like, on the transmission. Yes. So that's yeah. interesting, number one. It's weird because they're so high-tech. you think they'd have an all-wheel something yeah. offering. Number two, in the possibly insulting department, are there engines bespoke, or do they collaborate with anybody? They're making their own engines. I'm pretty sure because I remember when I went out to see the very first one, the mp4 12c or whatever it was called it was it wasn't the best name and they spoke a lot about their engine their 3.8 liter v8 turbo leno's p1 is that completely bespoke as well yeah it's it's there i don't i mean collaborate with amg or something no no i mean it doesn't say amg but i'm saying yeah because you're thinking like the f1 has the bmw engine or something if i was like to dig down deep into yeah. Into Leno's 93 F1. Yeah. Would we find that, yes, the block was made by this company that also supplies them for Mercedes yeah. or whatever? Well, his engine, I think, is a BMW engine. That is a BMW yeah. engine. Uh, but the new cars aren't. And I think that was part of the idea is McLaren's been developing engines and technology for F1 that it would be kind of weird for them to start using somebody else's engine. That being said... Aston Martin is working with AMG. Aston Martin continues to make their 12-cylinder, but the new 8-cylinders are going to be the AMG engines. So, uh, all-wheel drive, nada? No, none. Um, they He did an interview, the CEO did an interview last year, said it's it's something they'll consider in the future, but no plans of it yet. And if they do, they will do the uh, front electric axle first. Or Yeah. yeah. Okay. It just feels uh, McLaren because they're very tech oriented yeah but uh love that love the rear wheel drive love where they're going love the resurrection of senna we uh recently noticed a couple of his f1 cars going one for in a suit but we don't know what it's sold for i do the the um he had his candy's f1 car which he which is featured in the movie Senna, famously driving it in the rainstorm at Monaco. That went for uh, like one nine or something. I I I I think they had to estimate it like nine hundred to one two or something. That thing went for almost two million bucks. I do believe. So weird that F one cars have now entered the world of vintage racing. Yeah, vintage racing. Which auction was it? Uh, I was either RM of Monaco or Gooding of Monaco or, or not Gooding Bonhams? Bonhams of Monaco, but, uh, then his Ferrari F1 car 
early nineties went for like right at five million, like four nine nine eight or something. Four Some, nine nine five eight ninety four. Jeez. I owe everyone an apology. <laughs> so that's what's that, that eighteen dollars away from being <laughs> <laughs> it's like five dollars away. We're four nine nine <laughs> five eight nine four. Four nine five. Wait. Four nine nine five. Oh, okay, so five. The five is fifty grand? Yeah. Eight ninety four. Eight hundred ninety four dollars. <laughs> oh no, the five is five grand. It's four million nine hundred ninety five thousand. Right. Eight hundred and ninety four. Okay, so it's literally less than five grand away from being five million bucks. That's right. Um all right, so that thing went for five million bucks and that's an F one car. So Yeah. In the vintage world, F one cars weren't really part of the vintage world. I think they were like too exotic, too dangerous, too yeah. whatever. Like now between um this car, Schumacher's Ferrari went for like seven and a half million bucks a few months back, and now this. Yeah, now actually, these to, are Ferraris. To your point about valuations and where these are going, the candy car that you were talking about, the estimate was around. There's a conversion around nine hundred thousand to one point two million, and it sold for one point nine million. How dead nuts on am I? What? Like when my wife says to me, Max Zapata, <laughs> this is off memory. I was I said nine hundred yeah. to one two, and it sold for about one nine. Yeah, it was one nine. When my wife 16. said, "Oh yeah. no, I definitely said dinner at seven thirty, not at eight. And I go, "No, you said eight. And she goes, "No, I said seven thirty. Who are we going to believe? <laughs> Sonny. I always go with Sonny on go this Go with Sonny. Go with Sonny. But yeah, but you know, yes, you were right, and it crushed the estimate by. You know, eight hundred thousand dollars. Well, it's just anything. Senna's now. Senna. Yeah. By the way, maybe Mod Bottoms needs to work on their for estimates. The, for, <laughs> for those of you who are, who are uh, McQueen esque, yeah. Think about Senna. You know, anything oh, yeah. Senna's going nuts now. So now Senna's fire suit, I think, sold for with the convert, you know, whatever. I think the conversion, I I can't remember, but it was like thirty eight or thirty four, thirty thirty eight, which would probably make it close to fifty grand. And he could have had a lot of fire suits, and that could have been a one one and done, like yeah. he just wore it one time or whatever. Not a significant thing. So you know, fifty grand. But look, uh, for forty. Eight five or whatever you ended up with the conversion of paying for that fire suit, Max Paddle will do the math on it. For that fire suit under fifty grand, Senna's fire suit with Senna stuff going ballistic. Yeah. No doubt ten years from now thing will be two hundred and fifty grand. I mean you yeah. you'll have done fine for yourself. I yeah. would buy anything Senna like people bought anything Newman. Uh, sorry. Like I bought anything new, and like people bought anything McQueen. McQueen. The thing that is interesting is the McQueen fire suit sold for like forty-eight grand, forty-four grand, forty-eight grand. You you do a spot, and I'll we'll figure out what that is, which is weird, and we'll try to get to the bottom of that in a second. Yeah, well, I'll tell you about Castrol Edge, designed for consumers to demand the best performance from their cars. Tech advances made smaller engines, I'm sorry, tech advances made engines smaller, more powerful, and efficient. 
The engines today produce pressure up to 10 tons per square centimeter. The only thing stopping metal-to-metal contact is a thin layer of oil, so the oil needs to be strong and remain strong. Castrol Edge is formulated with fluid titanium technology, three times stronger against viscosity breakdown than the leading full synthetic. It's Castrol Edge. So um, the Senna suit sold for 54. It's weird because it tagged out at like 38 or something, but I guess with the conversion, it went for 50-plus. These were euros or whatever. And then the McQueen fire suit. Now, somebody listening could probably coach us up. I like being coached up. Don't get me wrong. I like knowing things. Um, For instance, when I was saying out loud on my podcast... You know, what's up with the car number changes? I had to change my number to 38. There was another 33 car. It was a convertible 356 Porsche that could never be mistaken for my car. Yeah. Why do I need to change the number? And also, I have a transponder in my car, so how are we going to get it confused? Lap, you know, what place are you in? I don't know. You know, I have a transponder. Yeah. Somebody tweeted me and said, This is the number is for the grid person, which is true. There's a nice lady reading a clipboard who's looking at your car number going, oh, you qualified 11th over here. Yeah, move up. Oh, you qualified number 16. You move. You wait, wait, wait. Come up, come up, get in order. So now and it's for the medical worker who's pulling you out of the car going, what car was it? Yeah. I agree with that. I also agree if you wrote what red, white, and blue dots in. That or the, if one of them is correct, wrecked and the other guy sitting in his number 33 Porsche in the paddock. And they're going, <laughs> why are you grabbing me? I don't know CPR. I'm fine. I'm fine. I, I'm just saying <laughs> if you had a little note to the nice lady with the clipboard who was gritting you up and said number 33 Porsche was number fourth and number 33 Dotson, red, white, and blue, yeah. was 11th. I bet she could do that math. Yeah. I, I get what they're coming but from. But I get though. where they're yeah, I get sure. it. Max Pata? Yes. Uh, <laughs> did we find... It's on the website, I think. Uh, did we find what McQueen's... It's on the same as the Senna fire suit, so you should see it right there. Um, just oh, below yeah. I had, I had 57.3. Does that sound right? With the helmet, the, from, the one from Lamar? That's mm-hmm. not including the fee. You're right. It sounds about right. It went for uh, sixty grand or whatever. I was trying to do the conversion yeah. into euros versus pounds. Or I, whatever, I converted but, it to dollars, so the, yeah. it was like forty eight hundred or forty eight thousand euros. Yeah, that's what I thought. Forty eight. Right. Okay. So the McQueen, the first McQueen Loma. These are just a movie Loma. Yeah. <laughs> People get mad at me for saying Loma. That's how they say it. Yeah. I don't know what not, to tell not you. Leno, by the way. He's Lamans. Oh. He's a Lamans guy. Yeah, he's trying to keep it real. I get it. <laughs> he's talking to the people. He's an everyman. This denim. He's wearing a tuxedo under that denim. Like James Bond. <laughs> I'm sure he is. So listen to me. <laughs> the first Paul Newman fire suit, I say it sells some years ago. Sorry. The first Steve McQueen fire suit from the movie, as worn in the movie Lama. The first one sells for like 900 
and eighty six thousand dollars or yeah. something. Now, when I do say sold for a million dollars, a lot of assholes go, "It was nine nine eighty one." Yeah, and I go, "Yeah, okay." Yeah, there's Thank a little you. bit of inflation. It was a few years ago. It's just <laughs> like I tell Rob at the other shop where it's like, oh, the plumber says to hook the sprinklers up to the main valve. He's going to need $1,981.30. Just say $2,000. Just say $2,000. Just say $2,000. Please say $2,000. It'll just be easier for me yeah. in my head. You know. By the way, later if you see it's nineteen eighteen, you're like, oh, save some money. I save $4. <laughs> just please say $2,000. We can get on with our lives. Right. All right. The, the conversation 41 times. Except the only time is when somebody asks me the time. I'm always particular on the time. I have also uh, I've also granted uh, Matt Fondelier, the porcelain punisher, the, the powers of attorney to when I tell him, like, what time are we leaving LAX for Indy? 11.04. I said, you can just say 11 o'clock. It'll... It'll work better for me. It's like okay. The nine fifty-seven. So you just say ten o'clock, or if it's ten o four, just say ten. I'll just get there. I'll be looking at a ten o'clock flight. That's fine. Okay. It's easier. Yeah. It's better. You know why? Yeah. Because when I'm trying to, when I'm talking to Mike August four days later, and he's going, "What time are we leaving out of?" It'll stick much easier if someone said eleven o'clock. If they go eleven o four, it doesn't stick as well. And how much is it to hook the sprinkler system up to the main valve? Two thousand bucks sticks a lot better than nineteen eighty seven twenty one. Rob will get into the sense, which is another <laughs> one. I'll just go. Just don't do it. He doesn't say. I'll just cover it. I'll just cover that eighteen cents. It's a nineteen hundred and twenty dollars. I'll cover the thirty seven cents, boss. <laughs> the conversation forty times. Just don't do it. All right. So, um. Now, okay, so the, 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 the first one sells, you can check, Chris will back this up, sells for like either 960-something or 980-something like three years or four years ago, Pebble Beach. Okay, that's the first Paul Newman, the, Bob, sorry, Steve, Steve McQueen, fire suit. The next one pops up just a few months ago. Yeah. Now, the first thing is like, there's another one? That's what we all <laughs> said. And like, it looks kind of the same. And this time with a helmet. Yes. The other one, no helmet. This is with a helmet. And this thing goes for like 285 or 283 or yeah. something. Well, already something the like estimate that. was lower, right? And, and we were questioning, what is this now? Well, it was second place and some sort of radio prize or something or some sort of sweepstakes where first place was a bone stock 914. Porsche in second place was this fire suit as used in the movie, filming the movie Le Mans. Okay, so now we fast forward four months or five months or whatever it is, and now there's another one. And you read the description on this one, it's like, oh, this one is given away as second place in the radio sweepstakes as well. And then, of course, I say, oh, that guy's reselling the yeah, one he bought for two, I, I 280. He, yeah, he's flipping it. And then... Alexander Weaver, I believe, tells us, who's the RM guy, yeah. says, oh, no, it's a different one. And I said, oh, there's a third? Yeah, there's a third, and there was another sweep. The story's the same, yeah. and it comes with a helmet. So now it's getting a little fishy. And they're like, all from the same movie, so they all look the same. 
right? They're supposed to look the same. It's, you know, you're not supposed to tell the difference, but... They have a hero shot. You know, they have the hero one. They have the one the guy can wear when he's eating lunch and no one cares about. They got the driving one. They got the one the stunt driver wears. Right. It's weird. It is weird. And now, because they're all photographed the same and the prices are vastly different. So, (laughs) one went for a million bucks. The other... One went for a little under a million. The other went for a little under three hundred. Yeah, like yeah. And then the other one went for a little under sixty. Yeah, or sixty-five. Right. So what's the story, Morning Glory? I don't know. I think the guy who's got the one for sixty goes, "Hey, we heard one of these sell for a million bucks." Yeah, mine's pretty much the same. <laughs> hey, if you want, I can put fifty cents in the pocket and bring it up to the value of the other yeah. one. But other than that, I, I, I'm sure there's like Steve McQueen wore the one, and the other one, like you're saying, is the stunt guy one or something to that effect. But it's really tough to really prove the, the, that. The description and, of the one that went for th- I, the difference is the radio one was three hundred grand, and the other radio sweepstakes one was three hundred was. 65. Yeah. And they both came with a helmet. And the description was virtually the same. So what? I don't know what the difference is. One of them is going to be like, McQueen wore this one on a Tuesday morning, and he hates Tuesday mornings. So that one's out. Hard to verify things, though, (laughs) because the description, Max Zapata, if you look at the one that just sold, was the the sweepstakes one and if you look at the sweep if you look at the description of the one that sold in new york in like january or december or something yeah you got to double check the dates because the descriptions and the photos are exactly the same (laughs) yeah like just googling it you're getting so many different options it's hard to narrow this down to all right but the person that paid 65 has got to be feeling pretty good about themselves so the most recent one i think was uh rm auction in monaco so right. on rm sotheby's white site but think. then the rm new york was the one that sold the one before yeah, a couple months a few months earlier i'd say brown january december yeah. january i'll tell you chris will look it's just <laughs> the description is the same which is confusing to me i'll tell you about the brush hero and we talked to the guys and they were like no no it's a different one but they didn't say anything else. I, I don't know. Did some look? You're right. They didn't explain the difference in value. They just explained that it was a different suit. Max Pata. Yo. <laughs> Did that one that sold recently in Monaco? Did that have a little no reserve, little NR? Oh, I believe it did. Thing by it. Let me check. Check that. I'll tell you, because that that then blows this thing out of the water. Brush Hero, speaking of blowing stuff out of the water, man, you've seen it on Shark Tank. Water-powered cleaning machine. I was just telling you about this. Impressive amount of torque, no batteries, no electricity. None of that required. You don't want to mix that electricity with water. No. You ever see those movies where they throw the space heater into the bathtub? Everyone. Every time it gets them. No one walks away from that. Starter set comes with two brush heads. I got the soft one for the sensitive areas like the surfaces like paint, chrome, and then the tough ones for the serious muck. Extensive line of accessories to clean virtually anything, boats, barbecues, yard tools. Oh, yeah, when you get this shovels, they'll caked on 
uh, you get the clay caked on there. Won't I don't come like off. hanging them back in the garage all all dirty. Uh, that's you, and then everyone I know doesn't like hanging them back in the garage. Period. I just <laughs> chuck them onto the onto the lawn. Gotcha. Great gifts for Father's Day. Oh, we got to hook up, man. Gift sets for every budget. Special offer. Go to BrushHero.com. Use the promo code CARCAST. Get 10% off any order over 50 bucks. Plus, free shipping. Also available on Amazon or select uh, Costco yeah. stores. All right. So the RM website doesn't say no reserve anymore because it's already sold and it says sold. But I'm pretty sure it was no reserve because we would have recalled what the, you know. I disagree. Well, you think there was a reserve? I feel like I've gone back and looked at the um, looked at the results and seen no reserve on ones with the results on their website. Yeah, I think I, so. Possibly on on our app on our on our Hammer Price app. Well, maybe it was our <laughs> Hammer I, Price that app that, that I was one thinking says about. It, yeah, maybe it was that. Max Paddle, see if there are other ones that had. The no reserve on there. But either way, that thing sold with, I believe, the same description as the $300,000 one for 200 something grand less. Here's a little tidbit to somebody must any have auction something. company. If you're, if you're an auction company yes. and you've sold both suits, you can go ahead and write in your description, this is not the suit we sold in November or January or whatever, right? Like, there's a way to be clear about that. Well, um, yes, let me let me play devil's <laughs> douche here. If one was much less valuable, um, just inherently, it was never worn or it wasn't used in the movie. It was used as a backup or never taken out of the box. Is that the kind of information that would benefit your sale? I, I mean, I don't know. I think you just need to be clear on what it is. Like these companies, you know, everybody's all about like disclosure of the stuff. Was the car wrecked? Does it have the original engine? Was something replaced? Or blah right. blah blah. Like we we read this description a hundred times. And we're like, is this the same one? Is this the same one? And then we had to ask somebody from the auction company to right. say, is this, is this the same well, one? Yes, you're right. The two these two podcasts were confused. Max Apata will <laughs> clear up something. Well, also, um, so the so the woman won this suit and the helmet from the from the magazine. She didn't know what to do with it, so she gave it to her neighbor, and the neighbor would wear it around while riding his motorcycle, and because he was the same size, so he would wear it around. And then eventually, after a while, he, he took it off, cleaned it, and put it in his attic. Does that devalue it at all, or is it? No, no that it just means his neighbor's a badass. Oh, well, since his neighbor drinks before he rides motorcycles. Uh, no, now what is the other description from back in January at RM? That's the question. Is it the same description? Because it, I didn't get that deep into it. As soon as I read it was won at a radio contest yeah. or whatever a newspaper contest, I was like, oh, it's the same one. Yeah, but <laughs> yes, it would be nice if people drew a distinction. Uh, the 935 is flying to England. That has been confirmed. It has. Yes. That's nice. And in order to save on air travel, you're going to be belted into it. <laughs> I'll do it. It's fine. It's only going to take five days <laughs> We're to get gonna there. Bring, you're going to get some check mix. Oh, no, you're flying in. You're going, yeah. you're going in one move. Yeah. We're going to give you some check mix and some Pedialyte. Do you think they hold me in customs as well? Or mm, I think you can get out of the car. All right. Mm-hmm. 
So there's that. Uh, Leno's going to be driving around the car. We still haven't figured out about the passenger seat, as best I know. We, we've we've inquired. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I don't know how much you should be saying about it. Like, we're going to do something. And... Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, they don't like that. They don't like that. All right. But I don't know what that is. Yeah, yeah I, I can't find a means. difference between the two fire suits, except one the one that sold for uh, over 300 yeah. Did it go for over three hundred? Uh, three to thirty-six thousand. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. that yeah. was wrong about that. Yeah, it's making worse for the other guy. What, yeah. what is the description of that one? Same thing. Wanted in the German, the German magazine. Um, stored for much of the past forty-six years. Incredible condition. Uh, the most encouraging feature of this racing suit condition is the light black staining on parts of the trousers, jacket, and necktie, which are synonymous with being used in a race car. The other one didn't have that description. I don't know if that means anything. but Well, also, because what we're talking about is maybe it was used halfway through the film where the suit is mucked up a little bit. And that's you know a different scene, although now it is starting to, to sound like maybe that guy who rode around on his bike shouldn't have cleaned it. We'll get Alexander Weaver. Yeah. All right. Here's my thought. (laughs) The one that sold for a million dollars was Steve McQueen's fire suit that he wore when he filmed that race. The other one was a backup. Uh, it was used for by either somebody driving the car, a stunt double or something, Mm -hmm. or for McQueen for, hero shots when he got in and out of the car or whatever, whatever or, or it is. Or even just promotional stuff for the film. Like they- well, they got the seatbelt thing or whatever. The third one was probably never used. So, right. So that was that, the, the one that sold for 60 grand probably didn't get any use. It may have never been on camera. Yeah. So uh, that's probably the A, the B, and the C of it. And then one says, well, what's the difference between a fire suit that was bought, brought to France and used for this, but never used versus one that was used the whole time? And I guess it's the difference between a Rolex Daytona that that Newman never wore. It was just presented to him and then he gave it to somebody or one that he wore. And there are many pictures of him wearing it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's, it's a, you know, I, you know, in the film stuff, too, it could be like there's a whole second unit that filmed someplace else, and there was a double, and maybe he wore something like that. Like, who knows? My suspicion is the one that just sold for sixty grand probably never left the box Yeah, it was in. I suspect the other two were worn more so. Thus, one is three hundred and thirty six grand, the other's nine hundred and eighty whatever, <laughs> and then this one is sixty grand. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what do you got? Yeah, I'm going to tell you about Geico. Everybody's got a to do list. You know, you're dropping off dry cleaning, you're picking up some milk, and now you can add save hundreds of dollars on car insurance to that list. You don't have to pick up or drop off anything. You just go to Geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could be saving 15% or more on car insurance. So if you want some extra money in your pocket, this is the most rewarding to-do you can do today. Go to Geico.com. Thank you. Also, for the, for the suit, I mean, the one that sold for 984 was sold at an Icons for Hollywood auction, while the other ones are sold at RM. Do you think it'd be worth trying to do, like, get the Hollywood auctions over the, the car auctions for these things? 
Well, that's kind of interesting, too, because, you know... Uh, what is the description of the one that sold for the icons? Because that wasn't one in a radio contest. Right. That one's got, you know, his racing stripes. As seen, and, you know, this is his personal blah, blah, blah. That's what you should try to figure out. You can look that up. I'll give a couple of plugs, which is Royal Oak Theater tonight in Detroit. One-man show. His name is Ace. Uh, also stopping by uh, Ford on the way to Detroit to talk to them about some upcoming stuff. So I'll keep you guys posted on that. Portland Aladdin Theater, second show, the one-man show. First one sold out. That is June 9th. Uh, second show, still some tickets. Uh, June 14th, me and Kimmel up at Flappers. It'll be mainly me. Jimmy will be there and doing some stuff, and I'll, I'll keep you posted what, like on that. dancing? Or He'll be dancing <laughs> off the side. Miming or something? He's going to use the broom to sweep me <laughs> off <laughs> when, I, when I stop being funny. <laughs> yeah. That'll be uh, Seattle Moore Theater. That'll be September 13th. We're doing a live podcast uh, there. Check out the uh, chassis. Everyone loves chassis. Lots of good stuff on chassis, C-H-A-S-S-Y. Shift and Steer. Listen to uh, on Podcast One. Yep. Um, now we have a new Podcast One app. Mm-hmm. Yeah, download the new app. Now it's available for iOS and Android. There you go. And also check out uh, the Dennis Miller option, which is a very funny podcast. No holds barred opinion. Current events, politics, and uh, all that good stuff. Pop culture. And uh, you can check it out, Podcast One and Apple as well. Max Pata, any luck finding that description? I can't find that description. I just have screenshots that says, The racing suit from Lamont joins previously announced items at uh, the Icons of Hollywood auction. And people are saying that there is just a whole other market for people who collect movie paraphernalia and costumes as well. As- no, I get it. That's not going to... That's not going to explain away nine, uh, sorry, six hundred grand, six hundred fifty yeah. grand worth of difference four years later. It's not that. It's not where it went. It's it's yeah. this is the suit versus one. Yeah, it's got to be like the main suit in the movie, and he had the most time in it. And identifying marks, you know, whatever mustard well, he stains may, or he, tears or McQueen may have owned that suit. McQueen may have said, "I'm taking this home." Yeah. That's probably what happened versus here's the local radio station. Have fun. <laughs> but also, when uh, the guy who sold it for 984, he got it for 155 And he said he spent uh, the next year just marketing the race suit. <laughs> and then eventually put uh, it I up for action. He's a genius. He's a genius. What he paid for. Okay. I heard tale of that guy. Anyway. All right. So, until next time, Santa Crow for Matt, the moderator. DeAndrea saying, keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel. For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla Digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit CarCastShow.com. CarCast Show.